are. Thank you for listening to Getting Past the Subtitles. Uh, I'm Sean Peel and then co-host by Uh This is the last episode of the Bong Joon-ho cast, <laughs> as, I'd, as I'd call it. We're running through like a whole filmography of them. Not every film, but just kind of the main ones that we're intrigued after the whole Parasite fiasco. And the last one is the one before Parasite, uh, Okja. Last week we covered Mother, mm-hmm. right? And we did Beverly's Murder and all that. And we definitely saw like the... We did Snowpiercer. We did Snowpiercer, yeah. <laughs> that was the one we did before. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. see, I just erased it. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen and to the last... we did Mother. <laughs> if you listen to the last cast, you know, just like, goodbye. So uh, this week is Okja. And um, why don't you kind of give us a little run up. Pitch this movie to me. Um, it's... I guess a rescue story simply put I guess if I w- were to give like a log line mm-hmm. it would be a child trying to rescue his her pet mm-hmm. um, from certain danger but that pet just happens to be a super pig <laughs> and uh, super pig yeah and it, it has you know implications of uh, industry and and the farming and and mm. mass production of super pigs of super pigs, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah that kind of movie. <laughs> I was uh, watching this movie. I thought, oh man, like what am I going to talk about? Or, like I don't know if I'm going to have much to talk about. Oh yeah. Kind of, I just felt a little unprepared going into mm. it. And then when I finished, I just took some notes of scenes as we we're going as I was going through it. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I did. A little research and some backstory and interviews and i was like there's so much to talk about like, <laughs> now i feel really prepared nice. <laughs> but yeah it's uh definitely is like that that rescue story mm-hmm. with uh, a little girl uh minja well it's like with the backstory is there's a corporation the the um, not mandy but miranda miranda corpse. miranda corpse and um i guess the the father was like some kind of psychopath tyrant that everybody hated. Yeah, and then, he never comes out though, right? No, nah, yeah, they just mention him by name. So the daughters like succeed him, and then they. Uh, we follow Lucy Miranda, and she pretty much takes over the name and starts developing pigs for the food industry. And she's like marketing as like it's non-GMO, it's all natural. Yeah, they found this special pig they that found, happens to be living like like in Chile or mm-hmm. something, and then they decided to kind of take it, and then. Um, I guess you could say like naturally, naturally grow more yeah. all throughout the world to see, see how they one. grow the best. Yeah. Right. And so then they pretty much made it as like a competition essentially. Yep. And then it was going to take 10 years for this whole process. I'm, to, getting, I'm getting Willy Wonka vibes here. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, I, this has been a while since I watched this movie. And when I do, when I did watch it, I just don't remember. I remember what it was about. And I remember like some applications. I remember the ending really well, but I didn't really know like scenes. Like I just couldn't. Like I knew everything, but like the actual movie. Yeah. But so when the beginning took place, I was like, if the freaking company starts with like a W, <laughs> but M is just flipped. <laughs> w flipped. I'm sick and tired I'm t- of this. I'm telling you, I'm man. I'm tired of this. The theory is 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 real. It's true. Oh, so uh, 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 Wilford is her father. Oh. <laughs> I opened up a cap, yo. 
<laughs> he's like, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. A psychopath tyrant. Why did yeah. I not predict this? Psychopath tyrant in a in a in a train that exploded and. But he didn't own a warehouse. I mean, he like she was in the warehouse. We didn't explore a train. Never know, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw holes in this theory. Yep. <laughs> Any chance I get, but um, so yeah, it's gonna take ten years, and then we we go back ten years in South Korea where they where we follow Minja. Is it Minja? Right, Mija, 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 yep. Mija, who lives with her grandfather, and they have the best super pig. And then the grandfather lies to her. And it's like, oh yeah, we can keep him. No, not really. Yeah, and then she goes on this rescue to bring him back. Yep. And along the way, she is questionably assisted by the ALF. Yep. Is it ALF, right? The and Animal Liberation Front. Front, yep. Um, who help her and then some people kind of don't help her and then this goes through fiasco but trying to get her back as well. Yep. But, uh, so yeah, what was, um, so this is your first time kind of watching it through and through, right? Yep. What were some of the, how'd you feel about it? Um, I think, surprisingly, I think he did a pretty good job of, uh, Making Okja feel, mm. uh, like making you feel compassionate for Okja and the the relationship that they have, um, with the uh, with Mija and Okja, and their yeah. relationship, and kind of making you feel, you know, sorry for them. Or, you know, he did a really good job of making Okja seem like a intelligent animal. Yeah, that is 100%. able to kind of. You know, have emotions and feelings, mm. almost like a human being, mm. which I think is why it worked better. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean, you can like clearly that was the thing when um in the beginning scene when she almost fell from the cliff. Yeah. And then he kind of saves her through yeah. like jumping the rope. He's like super smart. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, this is an intelligent mm. pig, smart pig. Yeah. <laughs> So what did you think going through in it? And super then by tasty too. Super t- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that kid. I was like, what's the handle? It's the best I've ever had. Like, <laughs> poor yeah. pig. So what did you think kind of going through and then like the end of it? Um, Story-wise, it, there's no like twists, I feel like, for me. No. When I was watching it, mm. I kind of saw how it was going to end. Mm. I felt like I knew... How it was gonna end even before, like well, as soon as I saw that golden uh, pig, I knew it was gonna be used at the end yeah. for, you know, for that <laughs> trade off. Commerce. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as a story, there's nothing like crazy or nothing new about it. Yeah. Um. But I think he delivered it in a pretty interesting way, mm-hmm. where it does make you kind of think about certain things <laughs> especially in a in an era where mm-hmm. you know we do eat a lot of gmo gmo stuff and yeah. and like you know there's all these like people talking about you know being vegan or whatever and stuff like that right, right. so you kind of it does help it does really kind of call into question all of those things and kind of make you mm-hmm. think about it so in that sense i think if that was the intention then i guess it did pretty well mm-hmm. yeah um i remember watching this again i actually didn't dislike it as much as i kind of remember disliking mm-hmm. it it was maybe because i think the first time through just was such an outlandish plot opposition yeah <laughs> like what a big 
pig and like it's just so unconventional as a story and yeah. the characters are deliberately just out there yeah, to know, be honest like when i first saw that scene where um the okja try like saves her mm-hmm. from that cliff mm-hmm. i kind of already was like this is kind of like it doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. You know i mean like if, was like if i were to really kind of try to think about it logically it's kind of like this pig could not have like you know what i mean like <laughs> But if I kind of like suspend my my you know belief just, and just yeah, kind yeah. of watch it through, and just kind of think of it not as a just pig, mm-hmm. but a being that's a little bit different than a pig, right, right. Then I think I could kind of let that slide, you know. It's a it's like a like a dog kind of more kind like, of, yeah, like it's more like a dog and that loving, but in yeah. that super pig's body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So was, yeah, I kind of thought about it as like a dog. Mm. rather than a pig mm. and that made it more palatable i think yeah you, i definitely had to also get past that i mean not, not disbelief but i guess just the outrageous of like the pig you know of like having that intelligence and being mm. just not a normal pig i guess yeah. you know it's just a weird creature to pick mm-hmm. to be like that so yeah. it, it plays to like i guess the gimmickiness of it a little bit yeah but that's a hurdle that I jumped for this movie and things definitely came together a lot more well for me. Yeah. It was a lot more enjoyable. I mean, actually, the the comedy moments played a lot better for me mm. this time around. I found myself laughing. You watched it more than once or just once before? Or? Uh, once before, a while ago. Okay. And so this was like a refresher for me watching it again. Nice. And so watching it this time, I definitely found myself laughing at a lot mm. of the scenes. I think there is a lot more comedy than anything else we've seen. Which uh, parts did you laugh in? Um, I mean, like in the beginning, I didn't know if when we first see how he poops, oh, it's like eco-friendly. I thought he was, I thought he was pooping out like guppy fish. <laughs> oh. I was like, are they, is that swimming in the water? So just backwards. I see. Um, or like even when she was, when she went to Seoul. Mm-hmm. And um, she went to the uh, the Miranda Corporation, the headquarters. I was there, yeah. and she was like in the glass, yeah. just like oh. <laughs> kind of knocking, and the person just like scoots yeah. to the right. <laughs> just like things like that. It's like that subtle laughter yeah. kind of moments. And then she full on sprints and tackles the glass yeah. just for it to like do nothing. Yeah. And then it shatters afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so that did work. What? Yeah, I guess it did. Yeah. Or even honestly, I think the funniest part to me was when we were first introduced to the ALF. No, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. and I, that's something that I think I felt the same when I first watched it. I was just like WTF. Yeah, I was <laughs> like the the, the uh, dropping sprinkling of, like the, of the, <laughs> the cherry blossoms. Yeah, cherry blossoms. <laughs> I thought that was honestly. I see that, and I'm like, that's such a great imagery. Yeah, like, it is. as a character thing yeah. for it. I, I thought that was and I love amazing. I love how they're always like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're yeah. not here, you know, to be For violent. violent. <laughs> and everything they do is super violent. Yeah, we're like turns super violent. So it's like they take a little more of a measure. Yep. Yeah, like when we introduced like that whole scene, the cherry blossoms. I'm like, it's such a good imagery, and it just displays like their attitude or yeah. their philosophy. And then they pull up, <laughs> and then the guy speaks Korean to him. He's like, I like that pull point. over. And I like the part where he's like. 
seatbelt, yeah, buckle yeah, yeah. up. Like, See, I don't You're think he's get... getting it, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they try again, and then they pass around him. Yeah. First of all, how does a truck that size just easily pass another truck that size? <laughs> but then they go into the back, and they open up. <laughs> and they're like, cooperate, seatbelt, <laughs> seat, put, put it on. And then he's like... <laughs> he doesn't even break contact no, with him. He's, he's still like, looking. Okay, I guess I should. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tackle you, but we won't hurt you. You'll be fine. <laughs> Put on your seatbelt. And no one noticed Mija in the back. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene is great. Just watching them and like, these are the characters that I yeah. love to see in movies. Um, Or even, it, it's like equally balanced out the comedy and then just to me rubbing my forehead moments mm. of like, all right, I don't understand. Like when Mija falls out of the truck yeah. in that same scene where they're driving and she falls, yeah. like she loses her grip. Like you would have, I was like, damn, <laughs> dude, she <laughs> fell. She was out. Like that yeah. truck was still going. No, like, I was just scared party. because there's like cars behind, behind yeah. the truck too. So I was, I was just like wondering. She would have been gone in <laughs> real life. Like on impact, it would have been no Mija. I was like, right. You allowed that to happen. Yeah. There was and there was a lot of moments like that as well. But what about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Johnny? I, I liked his character. He's just so over the top. He's like, <laughs> I think it was well played. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know that typical kind of uh, Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, so like a like a typical TV broadcast kind of dude, like mm-hmm. who's kind of full of himself, narcissistic, yeah, yeah. and like. He's just really flamboyant. Mm-hmm. I I guess I mean he played it well, so yeah, he uh, definitely sold that character. Yeah, I, I didn't really have any like problems with it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Tilda Swinton's character, I don't know. Like the more I watch her <laughs> in different things, mm-hmm. the more I'm impressed by like her acting, just because yeah, yeah. it's so just different. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's so different as as characters themselves they're yeah. so different so it's like applauding her to play those but it's characters. like i can see like her in all of these yeah, characters yeah. but they have this nuance that's a little bit different every single time mm-hmm. which makes it like really enjoyable to watch yeah. like from snowpiercer to um lucy and nancy like the twins right, right. And, like it's just very subtle distinct things that kind of make these characters yeah. really come alive. They feel like on it because they, like all three of those characters, the yeah. twins and even the the administrator yeah. from Snowpiercer, they yeah. feel like Makes the sense. same characters, just like with maybe personality disorders, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as just different personalities, yeah. but essentially the same being. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's something that is most likely hard to do. Yeah, in, so in I really episodes. enjoyed watching uh, her, mm-hmm. Jake, Jake too. Yeah, Jake is a. <laughs> Did you notice when um, so he he go he goes up to the mountains. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's I love like, that scene. I gotta go up to the top, and I just get. He was like irritated, and I'm irritated. It's like, yeah, and then like he's, that scene. he he drinks soju, thinking yeah. it's like something else. And he's like, she's like, wait, wait that's that's soju. <laughs> and then later on in the end, when they go to the uh, the factory, yeah. in Paramus, New Jersey. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> like. This guy, <laughs> we know about Paramus. What? And I'm, I'm questioning Paramus. Oh, <laughs> <dude. laughs> 
He's got a nice mall there. But... Uh, maybe, maybe he, maybe Bong Joon-ho knows what where Paramus is, just because there's a lot of Koreans around here. Could be. Ah, so he yeah, can, yeah, he yeah. Kind of knows like, around here yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna He's like, like axe. I'm every... gonna pick this place. <laughs> I'm gonna have to axe like everybody in Fort Lauderdale. Paramus. Like, yeah. Are you contest Bong Joon-ho? But in his um in his laboratory, we're like down there. Yeah, he's he's drinking soju. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the little things I kind of carry over. I was impressed by. I'm getting a little ahead of myself because I want to bring this later. But um, for Tilda Swinton's characters, Lucy and um and Nancy. So when we first get introduced to Nancy, when after the whole riot scene, and she basically gives her a cigarette. Yep. They look like Pucky. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a great shot too. And like just like the composition and mm. the contrast between them. Like even down to the cigarette butts. Yeah. Was really cool. It was like different colors, right? Hers yeah. was like green and the other one was like pink. Pink, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and then like them sharing the cigarette yeah. to light. It was super smart. But it's like how did they do that? Like those had to be spliced frames, no? Because those probably. were her. It, it was probably her acting on one side and then the other side. Yeah. But what got me was when they sat down and are having conversations mm. and then she nudged her. Oh, did it's she? like, yeah, she nudges her and she's like, get off of me kind of thing. That That is like, it sells it that they're actually there. And I'm like, but how did that? There's a lot of tricks mm. to that. Like they could all, they could have just um, changed the face, had, mm. had a yeah, double and then just change the face. Gotcha, gotcha. Just, okay, composite it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. And he's actually kind of known to do, funny enough, Bung Joon Ho's is used is known to use like visual effects like that mm. in very subtle ways. Mm. I'm actually want to go back and see how many visual effect shots are in Parasite. There are some that I found out that I didn't even know. I'm sure there's a lot. Mm. I mean, the whole house for one is just like the bottom half and the inside is uh, all practical, but like the roof and how they do it is all VFX. Mm. But in the inside, when he was, I think I was listening to like the DGA. Um, so like every year for the Oscars, yeah. they take all the directors and yeah. have a discussion. He was saying that, um, when they were <clears throat> drinking in the house where right before the grandma comes, yeah. the, not the grandma, the nanny comes, yep. he actually, uh, took out, cut out some oh, of the like actor's pieces. performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then put him in the same Spliced frame. Together. Like, what? Yeah, just the best, <laughs> best, best just, takes yeah. of each actor and mm-hmm. just it all together and made one scene. That's... I can't even comprehend that. I mean, it's honestly not that hard to do. Right. As long as like, you just every same I, shot. I'm, I'm pretty sure like, and yeah, the motion is all the same every mm-hmm. single time. And it shouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah. But yeah, it's still pretty impressive. Either way. He's that anal about it. <laughs> Take. But it works. But it works. I mean, that's kind of like, if I could do that easily, that would be great too. If I could take, the the take or performance that I like from one shot and then just put it into a different shot that I like, filmmaking would not be as hard as. <laughs> yeah, once you have the uh, budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, three takes. I like the performance from take two. I'm just gonna put it take three. It's all good. Yeah, th- there was a there was a lot that I that I kind of liked, and I was. It's funny. I I kind of got a mini shock once um Paul Dano's character was revealed, the the leader of ALF. Oh. Yeah, because. The fact that it was Paul Dano. Why? I actually forgot that it was him that played the leader. But I remember watching this the first time and I was like, holy shit. That's I've never Paul. seen. Who is he? He. But that's the thing because he's like, where is he now? Like he's kind of he hasn't done anything in a while. Mm. Did you watch Swiss Army Man? What? Swiss Army Man. No, I haven't. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. 
which I haven't seen, but I know he was in it. He's he's gonna be in the Batman. That okay. he's gonna be the Riddler apparently. Okay. So I didn't know that. Ruby Sparks. I don't think I've seen Prisoners. Yeah, I haven't, seen. I haven't really watched any of his movies. Yeah. Have you seen? You haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have actually. Mm. I I, don't, yeah. I didn't know he was there. I think he was he was one of the owners. Okay. Of one of the houses. Yeah. Okay. Looper. I did watch. I don't think I've seen Looper. But I don't know. I don't remember him. It's it was been a long yeah. while since I watched those movies. So. He was in Where the Wild Things Are. I didn't watch that. What? <laughs> Have you ever read the book? I did. Yeah. Good. At least there's some childhood in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like he's like any in a lot of big things, but he has good taste in. Well, why did you? Why were you like shocked? It's like rare that I see him though. Oh, but every time I watch him, I'm like. This guy's pretty good, mm. but every time I see him, it's like a treat. I'm like, I forget he exists, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. He's an interest. The, the character was pretty interesting. Yeah, his character, very like calm, but like super into the philosophy. Of, yeah, like it when was he, funny <laughs> when he uh, was when he beat up K. <laughs> I was just like, dude, his his demeanor was just like, yeah. <laughs> don't mistranslate. <laughs> that scene was funny too when he mistranslated mm-hmm. when K mistranslates in the truck. Yeah, yeah. Because as a bilingual person, I'm like this guy. <laughs> I was gonna ask you for like because I know that in this movie there is quite a few like deliberate mistranslations oh, and yeah. even subtitle like uh, mistranslations Did as well. That? Yeah. So like I found out particularly I'm skipping ahead again. Uh, there's so when like in the truck when they all jump out and she says yes. And like he says that last line before he jumps, like at the subtitles say, um, you should learn English, you'll learn anything or two. Uh, but apparently he says his like, my name is actually. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. 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 I read it. I was reading it and I was listening to it and I didn't really realize that they were different. Uh, uh, I was just, I was just reading. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, reading yeah. it. And I was like, oh, yeah, he says, you know, you should learn English. And then when he's telling he tells them the name. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay. <laughs> like uh, it just passed by because I was just, you know, watching the movie. That's interesting. <laughs> so yeah, he deliberately and so like it's uh Bong deliberately put that there to like going back to you know, you should kind of get past subtitles and things. Yeah. But it was um here I'll go off my notes because also I, another part was uh how um Mija is like learning English through the book. Mm. That's like an interesting kind of thing. Where uh Who's, who tells her to learn some English? Okay. Kay, Kay tells her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, then she starts... Wrong, yeah, yeah. She starts trying to learn English. She took the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird, right? Because <laughs> that's funny, though. Because yeah. technically, he didn't say that, but the audience thinks he says mm-hmm. that. So naturally, she does that, you know? Like, yeah. if... But if we went with with he actually says, yeah. it makes no sense that she would actually learn, like, she would yeah, pick up yeah, the book, yeah. you know? Or, like, there's not motivation there. It's a weird play. Like, wait, it's so funny. Wait. Inside the truck, he tells her, right? Yeah. To learn English? No. He doesn't? What, what he actually says, he says. I'm confused now. <laughs> so, in the truck, everybody jumps out. So, in the truck, yeah. The, uh, Paul, uh, Jay, Paul Dano's character, he's yeah. like, this is our true plan. We're going to infiltrate yep, with Okja, yep. right? And then he's, but he's only going to do it if uh, Mija agrees. Yeah. Yeah, Mija agrees. She says, I want Okja back to the mountains. Yeah. And then Kay mistranslates yep. purposely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and says she's ready. And then they all jump out of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kay is the last one. What he says in Korean is his name. Yeah, he's like, My name is My name is Kim Zumbam. Yeah, Kim Zumbam. Yeah. 
But in the subtitles, what we it's read, like you should learn English. You should learn English. Okay, sometimes okay. you might learn something. Yeah. So and then the story continues, and that she, has she picks the book. up the yeah, book to the learn. Book. But okay, interesting. interesting. <laughs> because I was reading it at the same time, mm. I just assumed that that was part of the story as well. Uh, you know what I mean? That what I, his name? I knew that that he was telling his Something. name as well. Got it, got it, got but it. But then because I was reading the subtitles too, got I was it, like, okay, it. this is part of this. Like it like blended it, in yeah, together yeah, yeah, yeah. and became this one thing. Sometimes it like subtitles will just kind of yeah, rationalize it just, a little bit. And just kind of like yeah. 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 But no, it was just like a deliberate okay. wrong, like wrong That's words. Interesting. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so according to the subtitles party words for Mija Mija, try learning English. It opens the door, that's what it reads. Um, but what he actually says is Mija. Also, my name is uh Kusubum. It's a flagrant mistranslation, but only would be apparent to those who speak Korean. Moreover, the trans- mistranslation is a clever subversion of supremacy for English. Because, so, he kind of believes, so, like, subtitle, subtitle is, is a command to learn English. Mm. It says that that's something that Korean students kind of learn. Yeah, you should learn English. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of true for, like, a lot of Eastern languages as well. What? Eastern cultures. Like, even Japanese learn English right, right, right. in their school. Yeah. Um, but actually there, what is K is actually saying, um, would only be known by a Korean speaker. Yeah. So it's like subverting that every Korean should learn English, right. but English, Americans shouldn't learn other languages. Like it's right. not a must as it is right. to others. So, and then like another layer to it is that of comedy is that the name of it of itself isn't really like a formal name. Yeah. So like he translate so the, the guy he uh, in an interview he was saying that it kind of means like buffered at away in English uh, okay, like, <laughs> or like like just a stupid like prince kind of name you oh. know but in the same way that uh, Kusum Boom isn't really a a normal Korean name yeah it's not so <laughs> <laughs> so like that's just an inside joke for Koreans if you're paying attention. It's such a weird thing, right? Like, it's so funny. No, it's interesting. It's, I think it, it, it's a little Easter egg kind of thing. It is, know? it is. It's like, if you know Korean. <laughs> it goes by so quick, too. That like, yeah, yeah. But I was reading reading it and it listening is. to it at the same time. So I just, I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. He's telling his name. But then when I was reading it, I was like, oh, he's telling him to learn English? <laughs> <laughs> Where did, oh, what? <laughs> I must have missed that question mark i mean it went by so fast that i was just like moving on with the story mm-hmm. i didn't really catch it but interesting. yeah well i guess he uh redeemed himself by putting that tattoo on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't mistranslate this translations are sacred Say translations are sacred we follow tradition yeah yeah it was um very interesting that he picks like the core characters i mean the protagonist is Korean and like everybody around her is just English. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like a very Korean film, just like a trip to the US. Yeah, like you know? a trip to a, a faraway to land. To a faraway land. Yeah. I think he definitely sold that really well. I mean, what did you think of sort of the imagery of this movie or like cinematography wise? And because this is probably the most colorful compared to Parasite. Mm-hmm. This is like the palette or like, I mean, technology has come a long way. Yeah. This was released in 2017. So compared to everything else yeah. like this, I think this movie imagery and cinematography is like right on par with Parasite. Like this is kind of 
the style of the that evolution of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. More, I mean, I think every movie that he's been doing, mm. he's been mastering this level of like precision. Mm. And I think it's just getting more and more precise as he, yeah, you know, moves on from film to film. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this shows that as well, like kind of the level of uh, precision. Mm-hmm. But but then again, this is kind of like Snowpiercer in the sense that. It kind of moves away from the traditional ideas yep. of what you would think Bong Joon-ho would do mm-hmm. in a, in a film. Yeah, like the story-wise, mm-hmm. the story itself, the progression of the story, how it ends. Mm-hmm. It all kind of feels a lot more uh, different. More like a fable. Yeah, kind of, kind of like of a fable, like a, but also a... kind of it ends <clears throat> kind of on a happy note. Yeah, yeah. There's a solid conclusion. Yeah, there's a solid conclusion where, like, you know, Mm. she gets what she wants and, like... Yeah. I draw it back to basically Mother. I think, like, well, the conclusion specifically is very similar to Mother, where there isn't a twist to the story, but it just follows this path. And, I mean, both characters basically want... Essentially want things to go back to the way that they traditionally Mm. were, right? And then as and then that is taken from them, yeah. Like something dear to them is taken from them, and then they're on the journey to put that back in its place, essentially, and then go back to. But in the case of mother, I think the relationship between the son and the mother Mm. is forever changed, right? Mm. Yes, but I feel like I feel like in Okja, the relationship comes back to where once what what it once was. So I feel like it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But essentially, I can see what yeah what you're talking. So I kind of found I drew that comparison, mm. but I think as far as the story in itself, mm. like it is as unconventional as like Snowpiercer, mm. where it's more I guess fantasy, like rather than a, yeah. a grounded story. I, mean, I think I can see like him trying like new things, like he's yeah, trying yeah. to trying to like push different boundaries, mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool to see. Yeah, I think it did a good job. I thought. uh it's really colorful and it's really pretty. Uh-huh. I was um, one of the things that fascinated was like as far out there as um, the super pig <laughs> is in the movie. Like it's it's certainly not real. And in the beginning, you kind of, I mean, I kind of lose attachment to it. Yeah. But like in the beginning, I'm not there, and so like, I can kind of recognize it as a VFX essentially. Mm-hmm. But then as the movie goes, and you kind of buy into the relationship more, the more like Okja blends it into tugs, the movie. It tugs so, on your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah. And it just like kind of hides over the fact that it's kind yeah. of an unreal thing. And just like thinking about like that moment where um, they take the, take her into the lab mm. and they ma- force her like pretty much. To mate. <laughs> pretty much Okja gets raped. Basically. Right? <laughs> Basically that's what it's trying to show. And I, f- I felt like that was a very strong kind of imagery where it kind of Major really kind of uh, feel the same level of disgust mm-hmm. and, and the same level of like emotional impact. Yeah, that kind of you would feel maybe if it was a human being or if it was you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of you know pushed people more into relating with Okja in a certain kind of way and kind of feeling for her mm-hmm. even more because before b- before then. You still feel a little bit of a uh, 
hesitance to kind of like right, connect right. with her as much. Yeah. But then <clears throat> once she like you know goes through all this all these things and then that's kind of like the pinnacle of of just crap that gets <laughs> thrown on her. Yeah. And and then you just kind of feel like damn. And then like and then what's his name? Doctor uh, Doctor J. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, the animal lover. He starts he starts poking her with that thing and taking me off me out yeah. of her. And you're just like damn, dude. Kind of chill. Yeah. <laughs> like you just were there for what happened. Yeah. And then you just kind of feel kind of a certain kind of way. That's the cliff, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's the point of no return. And then when like Paul, and then when um Jay, when right before the parade, and he sneaks in and he tries to save her, and he's like, yeah. "Don't look back." Oh yeah, because <laughs> they replay everything that happens. Yeah. That was, it's very weird that relationship between um Jay. It's his name is Jay, right? Yeah, Jay. Jay so. and uh, Mija. Mm. It's just kind of a very weird kind of a mm. relationship. It's like kind of endearing and yet like it's kind of weird just because like I think it's like I think it really goes back to Jay and his persona. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the fact that I mean he he's like a super animal lover, or just yeah. a lover of everything kind mm-hmm. of thing, like things that live. Yeah. So he that applies, of course, to Mija, but maybe yeah. especially more the fact that she has this relationship with the mm-hmm. animal. And then that is the cause that he's for. Yeah. So he's like, has a special kind of like yeah. sympathy for her. And it's really going the extra mile after like all yeah. the events that happen. So it's like, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, no, it's just funny and kind of interesting because I, I was just kind of looking at it through the lens of somebody who doesn't understand English. Uh, and then imagine like reading the Korean yeah because it says um it doesn't say we love you it says i love you oh uh, it just says like saranghae or uh, something like that saranghae or like yeah. mm. i'm pretty sure it says like nanin saranghae or something like that like it, it it's not we got it, it says it's i love like, you kind of so mm. i was like she might mistake that for something like yeah because like, i was trying to read the the korean subtitle on the korean part yeah. of the page and then the english part of the page at the same time mm-hmm. And, like, there are li- little, like, you know, nuances that kind of is different. Sure. So, like, when you're reading the Korean and trying to take in just the Korean, yeah, you get a different interpretation of what, what the English is tr- really trying to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of... He used Google Translate and put it on a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, I, I'm, I'm imagining something like that because the Korean guy got fired. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. By that time, he was way yeah. out. So it was just kind of interesting to kind of see that. And kind of like I was looking at her expressions too mm-hmm. to kind of see like what she might have been thinking. Right, right. And then, but I mean, I could kind of understand. She was probably, she was probably like, oh, this, this guy <laughs> is trying his best to kind of, you know. I think I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think I get it. I think. What about um, in the the scene? So actually, the same scene right before that when um she's they're, they're doing the makeup for her, yeah. and then the uh, the personal assistant comes in and she tells her to put on the dress yeah. and there's a translator like sitting across yeah. like I know those translations that he was doing for the assistant like were not directly it on it yeah. wasn't really yeah I mean it, like some parts were like I think he just kind of gave up I think that was like the character yeah yeah he just like that he was he was kind it. of like translating it he's just kind of like lazy and whatever mm-hmm. just too good for it and he just started just made of, the point of what yeah, she was saying which was kind of similar in the scene before I think mm-hmm. when uh, Dr. Johnny mm-hmm. is talking and then um, 
the other girl or guy is was translating for when, when they get up to the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like that too. Mm, who was translating? It was. Was it the guy or was it the girl? Oh, there was, was a girl, girl there. The yeah, Korean it was a woman. Girl was translating. Got it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Was when um, <laughs> he's like, he becomes infatuated with Okja. Yeah. And he's like, are you rolling? Only these feelings come. What he's like, only these feelings happens like naturally. Yeah. And then the the Korean guy, the guide, the guy with the glasses. Yep. What's his name? He's a popular actor. He's like on the other side of Okja and he's smiling. Yeah. And then the, the lady next to the camera guy is like, okay, move. Get out of the frame. He, he literally turns and like sobs over and he stays to the edge and smiles. And he's like, nope, you got to go. And he's His like, name is Mundo. Mundo. Yeah, that's like a weird name too. Is it? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a real it's not a <laughs> Korean name. Mundo. No one. Bong is like really playing the game. I don't know game. anyone with the name Mundo. <laughs> Bong is like, I'm gonna sucker the hell out of these Americans. <laughs> like, <laughs> or um, I mean, the, the same thing in the truck too. When Jay is revealing his like the whole plan and mm-hmm. what they're gonna do, and then there's K in the back yeah. translating. Oh, that's yeah, that's another part. Yeah, yeah. I was, he like, just gets tired of kind of. Mm, I was like, what is he saying? Is like he said, <laughs> what is Jay says? Like for forty years, yeah. Um, my you know creed has been blah blah, and he says like two words in yeah. Korean, and he's, he's like, like, "Wait, what is that?" It. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, just keep going." He's like, "Sure, man. Like, <laughs> you gotta get every word. It's important." And then he keeps going. What did yeah. he say there? <laughs> he, I forget exactly what he said, mm. but um, it was definitely not what he was, was saying. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did not translate word for word what he was saying. It's so you know what's up. interesting though. You know, like how Bong Joon-ho was in America for a while. He was um, going through the press tour for Parasite. And yep. He was waiting for Oscars and mm-hmm. was getting all the other awards. And you know, like he has a translator, right? Yeah. That translator translates really well. Yeah, yeah. Like she translates like the essence of what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny to put it into context of Okja like- <laughs> and, and seeing how all these different translators just suck <laughs> at translating like the essence of what people are trying to say. Yeah. And like she put it to like crappy words. Maybe Bongino <laughs> was like, I need a really good translator because uh, I can't have these crappy translators like, trying like, to mess my mess my intentions up. I don't trust the people on set, so I'm going to learn English myself. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he actually is pretty decent at English. Yeah, he's really good. He's I was watching an, an interview uh, earlier for Okja, and um, actually no, it was for um, Snowpiercer, but it was like the same interview. He was going through his movies, yeah. and he the interviewer was like um, bringing up, you know, like how he directed an American cast for the first time for Snowpiercer, yeah. and like how he directed people in English rather than like Korean. And mm-hmm. he was mentioning like, you know, I know that you know a little little English, um, but I don't know to what extent you know you have a translator and things. And like the next thing he says is all in English oh. to him. He's like, yeah, you know. Uh, so I give him the lines and blah, blah, blah. But he says everything in English. Oh. I'm like, shots fired. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's, he not like, me as a fool? he's not like crazy, crazy good. Yeah. No, I guess, I guess from an American standpoint. Honest, no, I mean, I mean, honestly to me, the, the way that he says, I mean, not the way, like even the way that he says things and the words that he chooses, mm. he's really good. What he does know, he says it very fluently and like with the proper like delivery and yeah. like what he wants to convey. Mm. Like sometimes I'm shocked because like he he said he speaks in like the English that he can and 
sentences that he can do. Yeah. But you would usually, I mean, you would think that people that do that and speak what they can just say plain words or just kind of speaking generally. Mm. Like, you know, uh, uh, you like, uh, what, what do you like? Do you like uh, oranges? You know, it's very like, it's not really proper English. It's not in a coherent sentence. Yeah. But Bong Joon-ho will like properly say like, do you like oranges or not? Like kind of thing. But what he does know. So it's really fascinating. I'm like always subvert by how much English he really does know. I think it just comes down to the interviews that he does yeah. because, you know, you just have to, as an artist, like you just, people asking like these very flamboyant questions. And I mean, I'm sure he like, people ask him the same questions all, all the time. Again. But still, like, the answers you have to give is, is detailed, you know, and, like, very nuanced. So those things maybe, like, you'd have to really be fluent in English. Mm-hmm. But he does a really yeah, good job. Probably, oh, this question again. Yeah, I have yeah, that yeah. already <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> it's uh, subject two. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he looks at his translator like, did I make a note about that in the last <laughs> interview? What was my answer again? Yeah. Did you have a translator for that interview too or no? Uh, yes, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. But he just didn't use it. Um, no, he did use I it. Mean, I mean, like, for that moment. when, when for, Yeah, 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 for that moment. And it's funny, because, like, I was watching her, the translator, and she just, like, sits there all nice mm. and just, like, smiles. <laughs> like, I feel like she knows, too, when he will speak in English, yeah. or, like, what he can do. And, like, just, I, I was watching the DGA thing, too. Mm-hmm. And just, I think he understands most of the questions that, that the uh, yeah, yeah. people ask. Yeah, because she didn't even, like, reply it to him in Korean. Yeah. He, she doesn't really reply the questions mm, to him. Mm-hmm. So he, he already kind of understands most of it. Yeah. Certain things he might not fully know. Sure. So she might kind of help her with that, mm-hmm. help him with that. But most of the times, I think he does understand the questions by himself. So right, uh, right. she just really needs to translate what he is trying to say mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, he probably understands more than he can really speak. But it kind of, I feel like for most languages, when you learn, it ends up being that way. Yeah, any language. Yeah, yeah. You're always listening and yeah. context clues. So we've digressed. <laughs> well, it's not that. Bad no, it's so it's about translations and right. mistranslations. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, one of the notes I made was like part of this film, I feel, was the fact of the just the. Um, strategic placement of main translations and like clear subversions by characters or not subversions but just mistranslating things or disobeying things yeah. like I mean with K he just flattened out like yeah. like without hesitation she's like wanna go back to the mouth and he's like she says yes and everyone's like ah! um, and just like constantly and I think that goes to the story as everybody just kind of does what's in their the best interest for themselves. For themselves yeah. I actually I had a big laugh when he mistranslated that. I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness, this guy. Like I had that like I had that like visible reaction just because yeah. I know both languages. Mm. And I'm just like, wow. You is ass. this guy really going to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And it's it's actually I feel like it's better because it's Steven Yoon. Because, yeah. like, you know, like, he knows Korean, but he's not, like, the best cur- at Korean. Mm. So, like, you really can understand him being that character <laughs> where, like, he's really Americanized kind of Korean person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing the translations and, like, you can kind of really feel that mm. that vibe. So, it's really funny. God, it's funny. Like, what sense did you get of that group being, like, 
not fake, but just like not professional either. Yeah. Like when when they kick him out, he's like, "This is all I have. Like I got all this cool equipment. <laughs> like it was like some computer club." Yeah, and he was like, "As a courtesy, we will hand you back your equipment after the completion yeah. of the mission." <laughs> like was this on a rental or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> They're poor, man. <laughs> they gotta do what they gotta do to make <laughs> the guy was. Happen. He like almost passes out and he's like, I won't eat anything that's nice. He's like, it's a tomato. Just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I respect your uh, upholding of and your, but I question your pasty yeah. <laughs> figure. I just love that group. That's <laughs> it. Everything about them. Yeah. With the huge potato the launcher. <laughs> the like huge potato cannon. Oh yeah. That they had to fire into the, into the thing. Yep. The guy in the back. It's like you can you can uh, find out more information at I like, Miranda. I like. Miranda is f u c k e d dot com. Yeah, I like that character too. Truck yeah. driver. Truck driver. I thought that was like him. I didn't expect. I forgot that it was K that came back and that said like he came with a truck mm. to save everybody. And I was like, who is that? And it's like K. I was like, oh yeah, that's why he comes back. We're good. Actually, you know what I didn't know? I didn't know this movie had a post-credit scene. Oh, I watched it. <laughs> you did? You didn't watch it? Not the first time. Oh. I found out today. Okay. Because I skipped it. Well, I, I looked at, like, it ended, but there was, like, a huge chunk of the timeline bar left. You know when it ends in on Netflix, it mm. just kind of goes to that, like, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Huh? When it ends, like, like you know, during the credits, yeah. like, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It goes to five, four, uh, three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it goes minimizes it and into it the goes, next thing. Yeah, but if there is something, it it It'll goes through playing. the whole credits. Yeah, I probably didn't notice. They didn't really do that. They didn't have that feature in 2017 though. When it first came out, I don't I think. Don't, I don't know. So I, don't remember. I just know I missed it. Like when I first saw it, I I didn't know there was that mm-hmm. up until now. And I was skipped to the end. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole section I didn't know. So that, that was kind of you funny didn't know there's gonna be Okja too. <laughs> we talked about that room, right? You gotta leave that door open. Gotta, yeah, man. He's gonna take a break, and then he's gonna go make Okja too. <laughs> I swear to God. What did What did you think about like, um, the message of the film, or like the kind of political uh, undertones, or whatever, what have you? So, I mean, obviously, there's the commentary of, I mean, like the whole food ink thing, and um, you know, like eat less meat or like, you know, veganism and like animal cruelty. But I really mostly saw a economic um, theme within this movie initially. In what sense? Um, more of like how like the relationship of like the businesses and like consumerism and how the like the food industry kind of works as like because really you only saw like animal cruelty within certain parts like it wasn't as i mean with like the whole rape thing and then at the end when there was like the whole yard of of um super pigs but mainly what you kind of saw was how nan not nancy but um lucy is like developing business and like she's like losing her business and she's like trying to figure out ways to remarket the business and kind of make it grow and like conspiring different things that aren't necessarily like ethical like taking advantage of people like the daughter yeah. or like even and like I saw more of the relationship between that her business and each staff uh, such as Frank that he's sort of the behind the scenes 
like associate yeah. like producer essentially yeah. where he doesn't take super charge of it because that's Lucy's spot but he's feeding her he was an interesting thing. character mm. did you watch um, Breaking Bad I did not did you you didn't watch I like Better, him though you didn't watch but, Better Call, Call Saul either right mm-mm. well he in that in that um, series yeah he's kind of like this mastermind like drug lord dealer kind of thing oh. but he runs a, a chicken shop behind the scenes yeah so <laughs> so that's his cover up for his drug drug gotcha. business and and it, it was kind of interesting to kind of see that and kind of watch this movie mm. and see kind of that parallel where he's kind of behind the scenes he's kind of like feeding her like kind of little information and kind of yeah, you know, yeah. moving her towards a certain kind of way that he wants mm-hmm. it to go he just implements like the seed and yeah, then yeah, she yeah, automatically yeah. like yes like that's yeah. it uh, it was just kind of interesting to see and maybe they cast him because of that. Most likely, yeah, I could definitely see it. Yeah. And he has that aura of aura, kind of yeah. like authority, mm-hmm. which is very yeah cool to see. Very like frank, but like somehow businessy, polite, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you know that there's a dark undertone underneath yeah. all that. It's like you know, particularly speaking of when, um, they were in the meeting room outside with everybody, yeah. and then she's like. She's basically just like, we're fucked. Like, and then, um, then he goes to the espresso machine yeah, and makes a coffee. And he's like, I know what you, he says. I know what you're thinking right now. And, you know, use the girl. And she's like, that's exactly what I was about to say. By the way, that's an espresso machine. And he puts a cake cup I know. in the he thing. Just stops it. What? Anyway. <laughs> That's not how it works, bro, Frank. He, or he just made one terrible or it, it, <laughs> I guess that's a quick way than rather putting grinding beans in. But yeah, but she's more of the uh, the director in a sense of, let's do this. I have this idea. Are you writing this down? Yeah. Like she kind of says. And I thought it was hilarious with that scene where we'll make her the new face of yeah. Miranda Corp. And then you see Jake like slide from the back conference room. And he's like, um, I thought... I was the image. He's like, I might have to consider my options. Are you done? Consider your options. Are there any options? Are you done? Are there no options? Because you're a fucking nothing. <laughs> Sit <Yeah>. down. <laughs> but like everybody is playing their part in sort of a, in like this business economy kind of thing. And it's like, I feel that is like their parts were commentary to just the industry in general. Yeah. Like even when Nancy came onto the scene, like she's all the business, like, She's the real CEO and it's like all she cares about is like she literally says like this is business, honey. Like yeah. this is how it works. And whereas I've seen her sister as like marketing, like I see Lucy as marketing, like she's all about image. Yeah. She's all about like pleasing it to the consumers. Like how can we attract them and bring them in more? Like what's the new product? How do we sell it? You know, how do we get them to buy into it? Even though she knows like it's a poor thing that we have to do this, but the world cares about non-GMOs. So yeah, so I that I seen more of rather than just animal cruelty. I just seen like the animal cru- cruelty parts and like the behavior as just sort of like a cog in that machine. That machine, you know, like this is the industry and this is kind of what it takes to do that. So Bong actually kind of confirms that when he's a lot of people were saying, you know, obviously talks about animal cruelty in an interview. He was like. I kind of more approach with sort of the food industry as a whole. So saying like he got the idea 
he got the idea from like imagining Okja first. He just like saw this animal in his head mm. and then just kind of thought it would make a good idea for something and he kind of brewed on it. Yeah. And then uh, then I guess he along the line wanted to talk about sort of uh, this pertaining topic. So one of his re- research um, trips and like points was he went to a slaughterhouse yeah. and um, kind of seeing how that worked. Um, <laughs> funny enough, he says that they were called beef plants. They don't call them slaughterhouses yeah. uh, in the within the company. Um, and so that kind of like changed their views on a lot of things as well. What he's saying, he, he wanted to talk more of like uh, the industry as a whole and like how um, these things are happening, even like they're they're like on the border of ethical and like, you know, we kill animals, right. you know, and he kind of supports of like, you know, eating less meat. Like he wasn't like saying be vegan, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, like screw it all. But just bring it up as kind of like we said, he's good at bringing up topics yeah. of things like he's good at like making it a discussion out there because yeah. it is something that should be addressed, yeah. you know, without giving a direct answer. Yeah. So I think for me, the kind of uh, interesting part was when uh, she saves Okja, right? Mm. And she's leaving and you you see Okja's right behind her. Yeah. But then like you see all these other other pigs. Mm who don't have an owner like her. And you kind of like have to wonder like like you you kind of put yourself in your in that in her shoes. Mm. And or like, you know, in the shoes of somebody who's watching this like mm. like there's all there are all these other animals yeah. who who are not lucky enough to have an owner like that mm. who is willing to pay a certain amount of price to to, you know, fight for these animals or whatever. And then you kind of think about kind of like us as well like yeah. you know you oftentimes we only care about things right in front of us mm-hmm. kind of thing i mean it's just something that i kind of like thought about yeah just interesting to kind of think about where it's mm-hmm. like as long as it's out of our minds we don't really yeah, yeah think yeah. about it as you know how does it work it's just right this right. is what we get you know right we just kind of assume that things would were done ethically or whatever mm-hmm. but we never really want to face the some sometimes the cold harsh truth of how things are done. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of interesting because she kind of has to face it, but then she never really, um, I mean, solves it. She never, like, yeah, she yeah. never goes beyond her own yeah. problem. She right. kind of has a feeling, and you know, when like that little piglet yeah. kind yeah. of comes out, so she saves her as mm. well. But in the big picture, it's kind of like mm. there's still this problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, you know, your own problem might be kind of solved, but there is still a certain kind of looming problem of this big, big thing like looming over our, over the, over yeah. our heads. Mm-hmm. That kind of imagery, I think, was very well put in context of kind of our own world and our own kind of problems that we say they are problems and kind of how we need to kind of deal with those things. And or sometimes we're like, we're content with just having our own problems solved and we're like, those other problems will probably be solved by somebody else, right? <laughs> right. So that, that's kind of interesting to kind of think about too. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back to like the sh- story structure, like bringing those similarities from Mother, it's like, you know, it's the characters just want what's for, what's best for themselves or what their goal is. And everything that they do in the story is just to achieve that or get it back. Even, even despite going through 
the journey and then finding out like how the industry is working and the fact that there are more okjas out there and that they're all gonna end up the same fate like that nobody ever the main characters never go they they just still worry about you know what was theirs you know and despite and they face that line it's not like they like oh screw the bigger picture like screw like the whole mess that is out there it's just that they are right there confronted with that line of like I was after this, but now I realize that there are this whole bigger issue out there. Like this is an actual real world problem, but you know, maybe they don't really have the power to fix that. Right. I mean, it's such a big problem that it's not like one person can really solve it. Yeah. 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 And like, to be fair at the post credits, Mm -hmm. like the ALF ALF, people, mm -hmm. they do kind of start their new journey and trying to, Take down the take, heads. Take it down again or something. Yeah. So in in that sense, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I'm... But even like going with Mother too, right? Like the way in the end she... Her son gets released because another mentally challenged kid yeah. takes her place. Yeah. So it's like they still have the same feeling of like stuck of where they were kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like this isn't really an answer, yeah. you know? But like this is what I have to give to get what I want back. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no right answer really. Right? Yeah. You know, there's no real solution. But right. put to put things back to where they probably were, like you realize, oh man, <laughs> I gotta yeah, give it's up. It's just it's just kind of a a mode of kind of telling you or or helping you realize mm-hmm. how things are. Yeah, but it's not really telling you how you can you go make beyond. The change, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's where it's like super good with. Bong Joon is super good with telling these moral stories and very humanistic and like breaking down human nature so well. Yeah. Because like I mean, naturally we will go with kind of what we want, um, and so it's like he's good at pushing those questions and posing those um, conflicts with right. these characters. And I mean, us, mm-hmm. like by putting us in, in their shoes. Yeah, and putting those like in those situations, and as we get more attached to these characters, we mm-hmm. feel more for them. And so we're faced kind of with the same question that they are. It's like, do I sacrifice the crap that's in front of me to get what I want or, you know? And even the ALF people, Mm. you're kind of left wondering if their methods are right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, like just the fact that they are putting on these masks Mm. and they're kind of impersonating like terrorists. And the first thing that they say, they are like, we're not terrorists. <laughs> We're not terrorists. We don't want violence. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we'll make you- it's kind of very, uh, it's kind of game. like, it's, it's kind of like when somebody's like trying to steal from you mm-hmm. and they're like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. As long as you cooperate, it'll be good. You know what I mean? It's, it's just yeah. kind of that kind of like, um, subtle, like threatening <laughs> vibe. It's like, you're trying to say this isn't, threatening but you're robbing me yeah so uh, how, how am i supposed to feel right yeah. now so you kind of get that that kind of conflict mm. where like i guess if you just really try to look at their pure the purity of you know their intentions mm. maybe like you can understand them mm-hmm. but then again their methods is kind of like where you're like huh <laughs> like you, you make it leaves you kind of thinking about you know dilemma where does the uh, the ends you know justify the means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a it's kind of funny too of like how 
juxtaposing with um like Jay's belief of like in the system and like you know we have these standards and we use nonviolence to uh progress this front yep. and to liberate people and animals and such really animals in particular yeah. but he's also like you know we follow these traditions you know like nothing new yeah you know it's like this is sacred like nothing new will be good like no new methods yeah. no new nothing is like very like on the t traditional wise you know and if you break it, I'm gonna bash your head into a desk. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you just and it uses you, violence, to right? Right. So you it, it it kind of makes you think, like, even though maybe their intentions might be pure, mm-hmm. there might it's so, there's something wrong there. Like you know, yeah. I mean, there's definitely something wrong there that you have to also kind of reconcile mm-hmm. and kind of realize, you know, it's not about maybe just getting to the end, right? But you know, that progress of how you get to that end, mm-hmm. you know, does that matter, you know? Right. Or is it right? Or, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> or are you going to cause more damage if mm-hmm. trying to get to the means, you know? Right. Yeah, it, it brings up a lot of interesting questions. Yeah. And there's there's a lot to dig into uh, with this film. Uh, <laughs> when, um, in the beginning, I was like going off my notes, when um, they were eating dinner, and he opens up, he hides his soju in underneath the floorboards yeah. of the house and he drinks it out of a bottle cap. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you're poor when you got to drink it out of a bottle cap. Or we're got, like, even the things that going back to like laughing when um he comes home, like when we first meet the grandfather and he has like an intercom. Yeah, the says, microphone <laughs> where he just screams into just it. So random, but like practical. But I but feel like it's so effective. It is, right? Especially you on know, a mountain. Especially on a mountain, you just go out. Yeah. You don't have to go searching. Just be like, come back home. <laughs> just just so random. It's <laughs> so random, but like, sure. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Yeah, I like those little like details that he yeah. has. It's so visually like striking. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I like those quirky moments mm-hmm. that you just go along with, but yeah. you, you kind of like nod a little bit. Like it bit. fleshes <laughs> out kind of this the world a little more it does yeah 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 it just adds more to it like you know the more more things mm -hmm, the more it feels real especially when you're talking about a giant super pig yeah exactly that's super intelligent you know like we got to add more to bring the realism into it i think one of the one of the things i was most interested in was really how this movie was made um i mean because okja is all visual effects but I think there's so many other things as well. Mm-hmm. So like the making of this movie really, I questioned was like, how did they do this? Like, how did they do that? Yeah. It's like, cause it was all so well done that did I seen. Did they shoot in New York? They did. It was on location. I wonder if the mountain was in Korea too. They might've done both. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. Probably. Like things that I saw some footage of like when they were doing the chasing in the truck, like those were all VFX. Like that wasn't all of it. Uh, I think most of it pretty much like when, she was going through the truck and she ducks, oh, obviously, as VFX. Ones, yeah. Probably even with when they were doing the bus passes, it could have been mm. probably VFX. With the cherry blossoms? Yeah. Who knows? Or like, you know, when she's chasing, like, first of all, she had to be like, has super cardio and super speed to be chasing after that truck yeah. the entire time when they first get her. And she's like running through the Also, Ulta too, man. Like, her metabolism must be like freaking <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> They do mention that. She's, she's like hella fat. Yeah. She's, <laughs> but she's able to run like that. 
no, like you know, super creature dangling <laughs> that one nipple, like, like moving through that, that uh, subway, mm. sliding through, yeah, <laughs> chasing after the truck and like running. How does she not fall running down the hill? When, like, yeah. I was like, that is mad dangerous, yeah. That was actually that was a pretty cool scene, though. I was like, dang, mm-hmm. this girl is like sliding down the, <laughs> the mountain. Oh, yeah, when he was like, those shots were great, like, yeah, the overheads, like with the drone yeah. shots and everything. The cinematography in this movie was really cool. I think it was actually. Darius Ponge. Uh, was it someone Korean? Or no. Was he French? I don't know. I don't know. I forget. Uh he's a pretty well known um cinematographer. I am so out of that. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of wide shots. I think that's what it was, was wide. Yeah, how wide he got for a lot of things. He was like super um really showing off the scenery. Mm. especially in korea like most of the shots were wide and like even compositing with okja in it yeah. and then with like how small uh mija would be it's really interesting be- um i like i can see like these patterns in his movies where mm. like he really likes putting people into groups mm. and like um putting like in in a scene mm-hmm. He wouldn't just do like cutaways of each person, but like he loves putting yeah. them all in one one place mm. and kind of playing with the blocking, the blocking and the composition of the shot and like where they stand and like how they interact mm. and creating this kind of like um, routine between them mm. that kind of flows really well. Yeah, like even in Memories of Murder and like um, Parasite, Parasite, obviously, yeah. and and Snowpiercer and uh, and Okja. Where they there are these like clusters of groups mm-hmm. where there's like the board meeting group, there's uh the ALF group, mm-hmm. and there's you know even like in the beginning when everybody comes up the mountain yeah like, the mountain there's always like the the small cast of people where they interact with each other and kind of like yeah. go back and forth and like mm-hmm. there's this like cool like compositional blocking kind mm-hmm. of thing that's going on where he's able to utilize not just like the cut but utilize um, how people move within the scene to create energy and create a sense of uh, interaction mm. that feels really uh, alive. Yeah, that's such a good point. I didn't notice that, but there is always like clusters of people. Like the mm. frame always feels filled. Yep. Like there's always something in there. Yeah. And kind of what I notice is he uses like these wides and these wide angle lenses. And like even with the aspects ratio, like there's so much you can capture yeah. within a frame. And he's like, always putting things in there with clusters of people and it does it does feel like more real and like more interaction with people because you know we're if you're, you have a group of people you, you will always be within close proximity to each other yeah but everybody's doing something different like everybody right. has their own move someone's talking to somebody else someone's yeah. talking here someone's pointing there but it captures all that and seeing it like at once yeah really kind of brings like even it the post credit scene where you know they're on, on the, the bus, bus yeah and like that dude comes like the um, the dude, the truck driver dude who mm-hmm. like quit his old job, yeah. he comes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like as soon as he comes in, he try, starts trying to flirt with the girl <laughs> in the back, and then and the guys in the front is like, "Stop doing that! <laughs> Stop and, talking! Don't bother!" Yeah. <laughs> and like you, you okay. see all of that, and even when when the two guys in the front they're talking, mm-hmm. he him in the back, he's still trying to like talk to the <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the two other people in the in the, the front, right? Yeah, left. on the left side. And then they're doing their own thing, and then the and then the grandma's just like, "What, what? is going on?" Well, like you think that that um, because it was an old guy. It was like yeah. grandpa, grandma. You thought they were a couple, yeah. and your grandpa like puts on a ski mask, and you're like, yeah. "What?" And she's like, as confused. Like, oh no, I'm on the wrong bus. He's like, yeah, things like that. Are, like 
I would say in a shot, that's probably one of my favorite things to see. It's like so yeah. much different. Like everybody has their own way of well, like acting. There's no cuts there, right? Yeah, and there's no cuts. I, I don't think there was any cuts. No, no. It's, but it always feels like, but you're not missing it feel, anything. It feels it, like it's moving. It yeah, feels, yeah. It feels like, you know, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. That, you, you, know, don't, you don't know that it's, it's like not, a four minute cut, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. And well, he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Like in all, like a lot of his films and a lot of his scenes, mm-hmm. he does a lot of that. Even down to like movement and cameras, like he's mm-hmm. always, he'll you know somebody's always moving and he'll follow them and leave the takes out longer. Yeah. Or even just like having it set one place, and I f- saw like a bunch of like whip pans. Yeah. So it's like still the same take, you know, just like move it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was like a lot of that, and it, it really plays to replayability, I think, because there's always something new that you can find. Yeah. Right. If, if it. it's just a cut, mm-hmm. like there's only so much in that shot. Right. Right. But if you just let it play out, mm-hmm. there's things that, you know, actors, you know, they, they got to be doing something. They're going to be yeah. doing something during that, you know, mm-hmm. that like two minute like take, let's say. Yeah. So there's always going to be little nuances, little different things that people are doing in the back or on the side or like there's little, you know, moments mm-hmm. there and the, here and there that you might not notice the first time around. Right. But the next time around, you know, what was crazy um, in Memories of Murder. Mm-hmm. You know that scene when um the woman is uh with the with the umbrella she goes she tries to take the umbrella um to her husband. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. In that in in the rain mm-hmm. and then she's like singing that little song and she's like walking with the flashlight. Right. And she's like walking and then she like looks back and like makes sure no one's there. Mm-hmm. You, did you know that in the back? Yeah, he there's comes a little up. Per- I didn't see that until like You didn't see that? I didn't see that until like the fourth time. <laughs> what? I watched it. <laughs> And I was so shocked. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I noticed it like right away. No, I didn't, I didn't notice it. Maybe because like she's, I mean, she's center frame in that shot. And it is a wide shot. But like he's kind of a little like, I mean, he's not super far off. He's like right. blurry though. Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's, he's out of bag. focus. He doesn't pop thing, up high either. But the, like, the reason why I probably missed it every other time. Was because I was watching it like streaming it online on like a weird site. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably like a really bad, uh, bad uh, bit rate. Oh, uh, so like the the it was like probably like seven twenty or whatever. Like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> it was just a bad bit rate. So I never really like was able to see. I thought never it was just like focused. artifacting or something like no. problem, <laughs> like a problem with the video or something. You know what I mean? Like the background is just like all blurry. Yeah, yeah. Already, <laughs> it's already bad quality. <laughs> so I just assumed there was that. And then, like, when I actually watched it, like, like on an actual, like, on an actual, like, wow. yeah, I was like, what the heck? I didn't even realize <laughs> That's that. The That's guy. crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, yep, there he is. Comes yeah. down. But even just st- small things like that where, mm-hmm. like, he a- he puts in things, like, that if you don't pay attention, you know, it'll just pass by and you'll still understand oh, yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. But if you you're see missing it, something. <laughs> you're like, damn, right? Like there's there's these little things that like you can always kind of find. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because like going you know he he fills with all these people in the frame. It's you can only naturally focus on one thing so yeah. much. Or like there's always usually somebody leading. Right. Someone's always has leading lines right. or leading action. So you're always gonna go to that person. But there's so much more happening yeah. around or in right. the background. And there's only so much attention we can give to something. Exactly, so. exactly. Without having to like give up another thing. Yeah. Even when I noticed when they had the uh, the festival, 
That was outrageous, first of all. A parade with meat and yeah, pigs. Like, and like, I was wondering, what are they throwing? Beef jerky or beef like jerky, sausage yeah. sticks? Sausage sticks. <laughs> and the good dude who's walking, like the ALF dude, he's like, <laughs> the other guys are giving him the yeah, thing. He's, he's like, like oh. <laughs> I hate this thing. Um, but um, when uh, Lucy comes up to the stage and she like has some nervous stage thing she starts reading off the cards but we have like a shot from behind her like a medium over their shoulder and then you can see the crowd and then she's and then like turns because she introduces mija if looking into the crowd there's one korean guy in the crowd who's like ecstatic he's like has this finch class in front of him and he's like yeah he's like super out there if you notice she's like welcome me just like yeah yes that had me rolling (laughs) or i didn't even notice um johnny jake jenahal on top of the thing you didn't notice that my first run through i noticed that last time i was like what is this he's on and he's like spinning around he's like drunk on the thing just the, those little things like yeah. they all add up and they add to like that quirkiness and the characters and yeah. it makes for a pleasant experience all around yeah. pretty sure we oh <laughs> when they were running through the subway and everybody's getting it not through the subway through the the mart in korea and yeah. every, the underground yep you're running and the little girl with the pig mask and like oh, this yeah, shot with like on the selfie. cell phone. Yeah. I was like, that must have been the best shot to get in production. Yeah. I would have killed for that. <laughs> it's like running and she takes it off. Yeah. Uh that's the selfie girl. The selfie girl. So really Okja was well what they used for a place over they called stuffies. So they had like kind of a sculpt of Okja. Yeah. Um and then they use it around as as reference, but it helps with like contact and touching yeah. the actors and things. I find it so absurd when they're like, I made a going through and using it. Like I developed this emotional attachment <laughs> to the stuffy. Like get out of here. Get out. Somebody said that. <laughs> Who said that? Actors. Well, Mija said that. Oh, really? And like it's just so absurd mm. to say. Over 238 without VFX shots, I believe. And yeah, bro, I was like pretty fascinated with Tilda Swinton. Mm. Uh, yeah, we didn't see her after that either. After what? After uh, once, Lu- not Lucy, but... Um, her twin Nancy. Nancy is introduced. Lucy just like screws off. Yeah, I think she went to jail or something. <laughs> huh, she didn't. I they, think she had they, it covered. Huh? I thought she just had it covered. Yeah, I don't know. Like they, they were talking about some kind of like lawyers and like figuring something out. Uh, I thought it just meant for the business. That's where like she I think was just, just gonna meant give it for, up. Like all the the crap show that happened. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. I have to go back on it <laughs> and watch it again. Uh, cool. So I guess we can just go and dive into some trivia things that no one's going to care to really know about. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so the ALF, the Animal Liberation Front, is actually a real life organization. Really? Yes. Uh, that strives to free captured animals while economically while economically harming big companies that profit from the abuse. Interesting. So. Are they that weird? I bet you so. <laughs> I have a feeling they're very accurate. Due to, due to life. <laughs> Applauding them for that. Um, bringing over again, talking about the uh, mistranslations and the many purposeful mistranslations that were there. Um, during the New York parade scene. Oh, yeah. I kind of noticed, too. I thought, so when um, Lucy comes to the stage, 
like her dress is a like a traditional Korean dress, yeah. right? And like I looked at it and I was like, that looks Korean. I didn't know what it was, and then I found this that it is a traditional. What is it? It is a, it is a Korean hanbok. Yeah, it's called. What is it usually like usually for? Just um, it's tra- it's just traditional wear. Gotcha, gotcha. Kinda like like a, a lot of times, like during lunar um, New Year, gotcha stuff like that, they would wear it as mm-hmm. you know, just kind of a formal thing. Thing, or like during weddings, um, mm-hmm. parents would wear it, and and like you know, if you do, if you do a Korean traditional Korean wedding, then mm-hmm. you know, wear that. Yeah. Basically, similar to like a kimono, like yeah, Japanese. Kind of. Use it for like festivals or um. Or just traditional sensor. Yeah, I mean, long time ago, they just wore it as, you know, like clothing. clothing. Yeah. Just clothing. Just to reminisce. Um, so the movie premiered in Cannes. Yeah. Um, funny. So I found out that it didn't have the best premiere at Cannes. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy because it was Netflix. Like a Netflix film. Yeah. I remember that. I actually didn't really know. I mean, I kind of knew that there was controversy as far as like you know theatrical and like streaming but mm-hmm. i didn't know it was like to this extent that it was booed on stage yeah, like they were like, like and they were also having like technical difficulties oh. when it premiered like the first seven minutes of it was like something was wrong with the projector and it was showing in the wrong aspect ratio that it was shot in wow. so like yeah but it got a four minute standing ovation at the heads <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's a great movie but you, I mean, people are <laughs> parasites so it doesn't matter he anymore. Doesn't, he's living on <laughs> everything. Cloud nine. He won pretty much everything. He, he <laughs> literally he, he owns it. He owns it. Uh, I found listening to one of the interviews. He said, "So there is that um going. There's a shot when oh so when they first find out with so when um the truck when everybody jumps out of the van." And then there's like the news reports of everybody like yeah. they, they arrest the girl and everything and everybody's in the conference room back at headquarters and like everybody's kind of crowded around. That's actually a replication of the photograph when Osama bin Laden, where it not uh, Barack Obama and his administration were executing Osama bin Laden. Oh, really? You know that infamous picture? Yeah, yeah. It's actually the same blocking. Oh. Yeah. And then like Frank the Spanish guy is in the chair of Barack Obama and Tulis Witten is like in the secretary of like defense or something. She's like, you know, hand over her mouth. Yeah. So they play with that. That was kind of interesting. That's cool. And it's funny. Like it plays well to like yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we were having fun on set and we thought, you know, that That's kind of be, situation. that would be a cool thing to put in. Uh, but that's all I got. Yeah. There was no questions or anything that I found. Mm. So nothing to really, nothing to debunk today. <laughs> Anything that you... Well, it's a Willy Wonka... Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Debunked. Debunked. I didn't find a single W. It's a trilogy, you know? No. (laughs) Willy Wonka and the... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Snowpiercer and then Okja. And then his his seventh film, or his eighth film is going to be... It's the epic trilogy. (laughs) The triad of Willy. Of the Candy Factory. Get out of here. <laughs> Willie, Wolford, Miranda. <laughs> I don't understand. If I meet him, she's going to know. <laughs> Pretty sure he knows about it. He's a super geek. He probably knows. He's a super nerd. But I do want to ask him the question. <laughs> I don't care about your style. I don't care about how you write. I just want to know. Did you? <laughs> 
do you want to make the next Willy Wonka movie? <laughs> He's all, he already did. He already did? <laughs> He's been making We're just that. asking, when is the next one coming? <laughs> and Parasite is the uh, prequel? <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Not even close. <laughs> not, not even close. Given everything we've talked about, obviously we enjoyed it. This is an enjoyable film, first and foremost. For me, I had to watch it twice to kind of like it a little more. Mm. It, it is just an outrageous movie, yeah. to be honest. But there's there's a lot to dig into and a lot to like the second time. Yeah, I don't know why I stopped watching the first time. You were on the the Netflix hater crew. <laughs> no, I think I think well, I mean Netflix has a big part of it, just because like when Ooh, you ouch. no I'm no just in general because when you just watch it in the comfort of your own home, you are more easily distracted by other things. Yeah. And if you watch it in a theater, you can just watch it. So You are stuck to your seat. Yeah. You better hold that pee break. <laughs> At home, I walk to my fridge, not hit pause. <laughs> Go to the bathroom, not hit pause. Um, so would you re- recommend this film? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe. I, uh... Teeter-totter. Well, did you think that it was... You think it's friendly to a general audience, American audience, or Korean audience? I mean, <coughs> I think it obviously appeases to an American audience just because it's in English, but it does set in New York, and there's a lot of American like Hollywood esque to it. I mean, it's very it's very Bong Joon Ho, but I obviously Americans aren't gonna find out, aren't gonna hurdle subtitles to watch this. And then if you do, they're wrong. So <laughs> I, I had a very weird like feeling as well as I was watching. I think did you just because of of its like, um, like if you were a lover of animals, mm. think you going into it, or if you have like a pet, yeah, think you would. If you're one of those people, like it's gonna be an emotional movie. For yeah, you. It, it might have a stronger impact. Mm-hmm. But not to say that it's a bad. I think you should watch it still. But I'm yeah, just saying no, no, you're gonna I have mean, a more impact. Yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of really makes you kind of think about your own pets, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, you know, you don't eat them, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the thought of you know animals in general, I think mm. it kind of. But to recommend it to a general audience, probably not. Really? Probably not. You wouldn't recommend. Nah, because uh, nah, I think it does take. Like it's just a very specific movie that I would just recommend it to a specific person, or like maybe if we were on the conversation of mm. like animal cruelty or like Korean movies or something like within this genre, like what the movie is, I'd say you know Okja might be a good choice. But I think for like anybody and everybody, it could be maybe polarizing or just weird. Mm. For somebody, I mean, I think it's a very uh, digestible film. It is like like watching it. It's yeah. not hard on the eyes or like it's. I mean, it's very pleasant on the eyes. Certain, certain. I guess the, I mean that that scene with with Okja in in the lab. Yeah, that's yeah. probably like the most disturbing yeah, scene yeah. out of the whole mm-hmm. whole uh, movie. But it's. Vi- I mean, well, it's not explicit. It's not, but but it does bring the point home. Yeah, so. it is still like I mean, like story wise, like it's easy to understand the story. It's mm-hmm. a very simple story in that yeah. sense. So, like, if somebody wanted to just watch a movie. You know, it's also on Netflix. Yeah. And just be like. <laughs> it's also on Netflix. Had a good time watching it. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like it's it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like after I finished watching the movie, mm-hmm. there it, I wasn't like so happy. Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't like thrilled or like sure. happy about it. But I wasn't really sad either. It was just this weird kind of like. I felt the same. I mean, to an extent, I felt the same again with Mother. That is just like, yeah. Okay, now we're just back here. Kind of like it just kind of made me like think more mm. like, after watching the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's so if you want to yeah. kind of have that kind of experience, I'd recommend it. Yeah. But if you just wanted to go into a movie watching it just for the fun of it, it might just kind of like put you in a different kind of place, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be true. I mean, I would say definitely if you watched Parasite, then you should. This would be a movie to dive into as well mm. for Bong Joon-ho. Be like, oh, Parasite was good. I wonder else what he did. Yeah. I would watch Okja because you get more of. It's closer to Parasite and like style and so. maturity and and his director style. But well, I was like listening to a podcast and one of the guys, like his wife, watched Parasite and she's like a super big fan of it, and she wanted to watch some of his other movies. So they walked watched Okja and it's on Netflix. It's easily yeah. accessible. She was. He was like. She cried by the end of it. Mm. And I was like, but I think if you're casually scrolling, again, it's it's an I don't know kind of situation. Mm. Um, do you think that this movie crosses like a cultural bridge, or do you think it like kind of creates that bridge? This movie. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's like very specific to Korean or? No, I think it it's. More universal. Mm. So I guess it does cross that bridge or creates a bridge mm. between the American and the Korean. Mm. Kind of looking back, I was actually kind of surprised of how well the tone yeah. is mixed. Yeah. Like, e- and even culturally and languagely as well. Like, it worked a lot better here than in Snowpiercer. 100%. 100%. As a Korean film, because you go in and it's well really from the start it's in america it's the u.s whatever but then the real start is in korea and everybody kind of speaks like in their nature natural tongue and the relationships feel culturally genuine to who they are and it just feels like a trip like a foreigner going to new york and like is facing these kind of culture shock issues um with like translations and all these things that seem more grounded but it does it very well and coherently. So it's, uh, I think it, it, so it definitely crosses those bridges mm-hmm. as well. But it doesn't feel, but it doesn't do it without feeling one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like both mixed together. Yeah, I think he did a really good job of mixing it together mm-hmm. compared to Snowpiercer. Just thinking back on it. But the characters just feel real. Yeah. A lot more. Because like in Snowpiercer, um, the guy, I mean, he doesn't feel like genuinely Korean. He just feels like this character person. You mean you know? the uh, security expert the, guy? Yeah, the security guy. He just like feels like how he was written. Yeah, he just kind of speaking feels Korean. like a caricature yeah. of a certain kind of person. Mm-hmm. But these, you know, you know, Bija and the grandfather and those characters kind of just feel like just like some country. Yeah. country uh, girl and a uh, farmer yeah. and then you know all the corporate people they just kind of feel like they really are just people who just work you yeah. know for this company and uh, you know i mean like tilda swinton's character i guess would be the most like easily fall into the the 
the caricature mm-hmm. of like a executive or whatever. Yeah. But like she has a very unique way of like embodying that character that I feel like it's still genuine mm-hmm. onto its own. Yeah. Because, I mean, she has a very dynamic this to her. I mean, it feels it feels very Tilda Swinton with yeah. like most of what she does. But even as but she character feels she is. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 the right. moment when um she is like looking at the footage, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, How could you how could you have done that for to the little girl? Like that's yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Like it's gonna be the de- de- death of uh, mm-hmm. our image. Mm-hmm. And then and then later on she's like, you know, I mean, obviously, it's for you know, it's for her own benefit to bring her to America and do all that thing, yeah. all of those things. But still, you can kind of feel like she recognizes. She it. still recognizes that it's a little girl, mm-hmm. and like you know, she would want to kind of be, you know, reunited with her pet mm-hmm. or whatever. Even to, I get the sense of um, before she steps up on stage during the parade. Yeah. And then uh, Frank comes in and gives her flowers, but it's from her sister. And, yeah. you know, you got to try these uh, the sausages. And then they're eating it. And it's like this long pause between them. Yeah. The way that Frank eats those sausages, like, so he's so, like, straight-faced. Like, he just doesn't lose character. Yeah. It's so funny. But she's eating it. And then she says, Ugh, I can't. it sucks that we have to, you know, make this image or cover up basically mm. he's like well it's not my fault that the word cares about gmo and so like but she knows that what they're doing is conspiracy yeah but at the same time business is business and that's his, her role is like as a marketer so but those that there adds to the layers. layer yeah, yeah. There are layers which makes it more fleshed out the character mm. so but everybody felt like within their role too <sighs> i mean everybody felt balanced yeah everyone had their roles and felt character but Everybody had even Jake's character, where it's like you know he's supposed to be that animal lover mm-hmm. who like you know takes care of all the animals and stuff, but like what he's doing is like not that, and he kind of feels conflicted at the end where he's right. like, I'm supposed to love animals, <laughs> you know, and yeah. the animal. But like he feels like, sympathy that he screwed over Mija, yeah. right? Like because somebody lied, so now he feels that like he has to pay that, so he's willing to kind of. Or that line a bit yeah. for her. And you can kind of see the kind of it's not it's not really explicitly said, but mm-hmm. like it's very much implied that like he fell from his grace of like, you know, stardom and then he had to kind of work at this place. Right. And like mm-hmm. I guess they used him as like this model of like the face of the company mm-hmm. and use his image, good his good image yeah, to kind yeah. of create this facade of this company being a company that's for the animals. Yep. And then kind of that broke him in, in a certain kind of way mm-hmm. as well. For Johnny, yeah. You know what I mean? Great. And you can kind of feel that. 100%. But it's like yeah. very like on the side yeah, of the yeah, story, yeah. but you can still kind of... You get enough, yeah, right? You get enough of that and like how he drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, even when we do know how we feel, is like yeah. him going back to that character yeah. image and like more... You kind of see like the excessivity of like yeah. him playing Because even out. in the lab, he, he like... He's like, you want to drink this? Yeah. <laughs> and then he drinks it. <laughs> um, obviously, this movie has substance. <laughs> really? No way. Uh, anything else? Um, I think that's pretty... I think we covered a lot. Yeah. This, movie, yeah. this movie is thick. 
Dang, okay. <laughs> you know, she should have just fallen off that cliff. Like, yeah. to be honest, oh when she was God. trying to save that, I was just like... Yo, Okja with, was slipping, like, with, every inch with, of the way. Yeah, with that level of slippage and with that level of just poundage on her, <laughs> she would not be able to stop herself from falling off that cliff. Ridiculous. But if that little kid fell that fast, that beast would have just fallen so fast. <laughs> Even her grip, like yeah, her grip. She would. How is she it. gripping with like hooves? <laughs> You're just like okay. <laughs> She's like trying to bite it and like yeah. missing it. I don't. It's a little questionable this yeah. movie, but once mm. you get past it, yep. Then you <laughs> You're just like okay, it's just a movie. Let's just get on with this. Let's just get on with this. Or like when um, in the bus after uh, Kay saves them, yeah. it's like fade out, fade in, and then this girl appears. He's like, when I expect you to call you to be here, I expect you to answer. I got somebody oh. dying in the bed. And then, was she speaking Korean? Was she I, think Korean? So. I mean, she was mumbling. She was mumbling, yeah, yeah. And it just fades in and out, and he's like, all of a sudden, okay. It's like, Jesus, where were they driving? But they're like, <laughs> I know that Paramus isn't that far from New somewhere. York City. Well, no, the slaughterhouse was probably somewhere else, right? I thought the slaughterhouse was. No, that was a lab. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't explain it, so. Probably some kind of farm. Somewhere. I'm not asking questions. Upstate New York or something. I know. <laughs> Even that would have been that far. It's like three hours. <laughs> three hours. Okay, fine. But um, yeah, I think that wraps up for for Okja. That wraps up for Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Finally, no, so we, went, we went through five of his films. Yeah, we went through five. Kind of sad we didn't go to the host. We'll save it. Now, is it? It's not really horror, or do you think it's kind of within the horror genre? You feel I haven't watched it. More so. thriller, I think. More thriller. We'll go back and do like Maybe. a thriller or horror. I mean, if you you guys should watch it, I'll watch it, and I'll probably go back once we do that. Um, but on to the next topic of what are we gonna do now? Well, well what did you think about all the? Oh, all of his movies. Yeah. Oh, I think going through this series and just him as a director as after a, watching all of this. Well, going through the series. I definitely like. I a hundred percent see the progression. Yeah. As a director in him, watching like as chronologically as we did, and then seeing Parasite as this pinnacle of where he is now and everything, adding on to this stacked movie, mm-hmm. and it just ma- and it makes sense to you know why he is accoladed as this as this great director and with best picture and all these things. Yeah. I mean, really, it comes down to like like the imagery that he uses and he's but also how specific he is. It's really down to like how precise he is with what he wants and his stories and every little thing when it comes to production. Yeah. And not only that, but not being afraid to take risks and tell these different stories and that ranges from genre and narrative from like grounded to unconventional. Um, but at the same time, making it important. So it's like everything we've watched is a good story and it's a good narrative structure, but it doesn't ever go without asking something within a bigger picture, being context within the current times mm-hmm. of something, you know, like the murders, those were huge at the times. Um, and questions like human morality and like the legal system and like with Okja, it's like, you know, the, econ- the economy of the food business and kind of like maybe even industry in general um, and like consumerism and capitalism in that way. Yeah. And then, you know, Parasite is all about uh, classism and family dynamics and how, you know, 
the high end and low end, like we, we don't really kind of meet or like what are the differences and how each one perceives itself. But like all these things you can get out of a great story that he says. So it's like story is first for him. Yeah. But he's so good at juggling all these different things. And so like watching it through and through and just see how like everything takes progression and how he adds more skills and takes bigger leaps and stories and still maintains this taste that he has. So it's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. As I was, as I was watching these two, like, there's definitely so much to learn from him mm-hmm. and just his style, just his ability to like not be afraid of kind of doing something a little bit different mm-hmm. than what he's done. And I feel like a, a lot of times, sometimes um, directors, um, they tend to fall into this kind of like trap of like kind of being doing the same thing over and over again. But I feel like Bong Juno actively tries to do something that's way different from what he's done before. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of his films, ob- I mean, when you look at it, yeah, there's definitely things that seep, seep in mm-hmm. that just kind of exudes his character and exudes his personality. Sure. But just the essence of the films that he's trying to do and like, different things that he's trying to implement within the films. I think it's a really a testament to how he's trying to push his own limits and boundaries mm-hmm. and kind of create a a cinematic um, filmography that is really different mm-hmm. that, you know, that makes you wonder, you know, the next film he's going to do, like, you, you're not going to expect, like, the same old, same old kind of thing, but you might really kind of wonder what kind of film he will make next mm. yeah i really applaud his um the way that he just implements outside um inspiration and different cultures and like i mean you know two of his films are in english and with an american cast and just like he's so out there to not be afraid to kind of broad out uh, his storytelling yeah. you know maybe directors kind of keep to i mean obviously stories kind of keep to within the region and in that context but also people kind of stay within like a certain lane of like a genre yeah. and like how they do things but bong Juno is always mixing uh cast members and languages and um culture and even tones and genres and all these different elements within one movie that yeah. really makes it uh digestible for everybody and anybody can be exposed to these great things because so. it doesn't feel like you're just forcing them together but right, it really right. kind of feels blended mm-hmm. which is really cool and it's it makes it so that way it's not it's not that you are going to or even feel like you're going to miss out on something you know for a film that is natively korean you may watch it and you're not going to get maybe a good chunk of it because some of the nuances that are there are specifically for Korean people and the language and you're not going to pick up on how things are said because it translates differently or even within of um, people's act socially with each other and yeah. different, you know, cultural backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. But him mixing people, cast members and cultures, it's easier to not do that or like, you know, so yeah, people can I understand. I also think it's a testament to the his mastery of the yeah. image mm-hmm. because like a lot of times if something's so um dialogue driven right people have a hard time like 
watching it and understanding it if it's a foreign language. Right, like right. For, for example, my mom, she watches, um, you know, she likes to watch uh, movies. And when she watches an English movie, like right. she doesn't have the same mastery of English. Mm-hmm. So she has a hard time if it's really heavy on dialogue. Like, for example, my mom was watching a marriage story today. Oof. And, you know, it's very uh, dialogue driven and yeah. kind of like conversational, like English yeah. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for my mom to follow that just because it's so like specifically American. In, specifically. And it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, in its language. Mm-hmm. And so like my mom can't really follow that. So like if if like let's say Pung Juno were to make a film like that, mm-hmm. then like like if it, let's say, for example, if Parasite was like a film like that, right. then it would not have done as well as it did mm-hmm. in America. Right. But because it's such a um, image-driven kind of film, mm-hmm. even if you like don't have any sound in it and watch it, you'll still get the story. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's like what makes him such a filmmaker, yeah. like a person who actually makes like films that like is really true to its form, mm-hmm. where image is something that like is it creates the story. Right, and I think that's. What really makes them successful in in that front, mm. where it becomes so much more universal? Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. And it's very, you know, filmmaking is special because it's a visual thing. Yeah. It's a lot of things, but primarily we started as a visual yeah. art. And it's yeah, a, I'm not saying that Marriage Story was bad or anything. Right, right. But I'm just saying. But yeah, like, you know, Parasite is a very visual thing. Yeah. You can definitely go watch that without sound. And really I mean, understand even things. like, you know, just watching it with the subtitles, mm. dude, like the subtitles are very supplement supplemental. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like in, in marriage stories, like subtitles are like essential. Yeah. Like yeah. you can kind of tell like, oh, they're breaking up. But like, that's not really the story, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about the things that's the going on and, within yeah. the relationship. And it's very nuanced in that way. Mm-hmm. And so like the story is, if the story is not about just the breakup, it's about something deeper there that's yeah. happening. And if you can't really tell that through, you know, just pure imagery, then it's some people be have a harder time, yeah, digesting it. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not my fault. It's my mom's problem. <laughs> For anybody else out there, no I'm kidding. Learn to read. Um, but yeah, I I would say, do you think that he's like maybe a perfect director, and like his films are really perfect to kind of start, maybe if you're journeying into you know, uh, Asian films or even foreign language films in general? A perfect director? Or like, like he's just kind of the go-to. For like Korean films? Korean films or just even other Asian films, or you know. Um, he's a good place to start, I yeah. think. <laughs> I mean, just watch Parasite, why not? Just watch Parasite. Why not? Get with the times. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho, A+. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll re- we'll revisit him with the host, and um, that's kind of it, really. I mean, there's his very first one, but who knows? We'll get there or not. So now, can we talk about? <laughs> sure, sure, let's go. <laughs> What's our next segment? What is our next segment, Sean? <gasps> so, Goodbye, so we, Korea. We, we've decided that since uh, <laughs> Bong Joon-ho's filmography is a little more uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> Dang! Shots fired already. As soon as we're I've done, I completely left the boat. <laughs> I'm on to a new topic. Yeah, but like his filmography is a little more on the serious side, mm. a little more um, grittier deeper and grittier. Yeah, 
So we've decided to kind of um, rest s- your brains. <laughs> yeah, you know, switch lanes or you know swap boats or whatever. How, whatever analogy works for you. Yeah. We've decided to do uh, the land of. Huh? <laughs> you want to go? You want to say? It? You can say it. The land of the rising sun. <laughs> But specifically, mm. animation adaptation. Yeah, anime. Live action anime. Yeah, anime or manga adaptations. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few out there, as we discovered. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you know. There's so many. And what else do you think people are thinking right now? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. This is not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> as um, I'm sure a lot of people are aware um but what are you aware of lee what are you these adaptations (laughs) they don't have the best reputation (laughs) most of the time live action you know manga or anime adaptations they don't really have the best uh suck reputation (laughs) they just suck so we are very excited to do this segment (laughs) we're so excited i was on a saw a facebook a Facebook post from a group and somebody said, um, somebody's like Sonic movie is the best video game adaptation ever. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I heard that too. Really? Yeah. I, I, don't heard, even I wa- heard somebody say that. I don't even want to get given to it, but yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing next. So, so we're going to do, so that's the only reason to rhyme. We're going to do six. We decided to split it three. I was going to pick three. Lou was going to pick three. Yeah. Um, one is, wait, let's just announce it now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, should announce yours first. Uh, so for bu- 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 me, um, I don't feel like Googling some facts about this real quick. I'm going to do, <laughs> I picked Usagi Drop or Bunny Drop. Um, basically, it's about um, this guy whose grandfather passes away. And the family gets together at the funeral and everybody finds out that, that the grandfather has an illegitimate child who's like eight. Mm-hmm. We're like, she's she's really young um, and nobody wants to basically take care of her. And then he kind of gets this attachment with her and then decides to take him. But he's like this. Thank you for all the spoilers. No, it's just setting it up. <laughs> but it's. I'm just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> I get spoil. Everybody dies. Happy. <laughs> happy. The girl passes away. But it's just about this um, dynamic between them and how mm-hmm. they grow as a family. Um, my next one is very popular. Um, I want to eat your pancreas. Okay. <laughs> Lee here knows nothing about the Jap- Japanese scene. I'm, I mean, I know a few, but uh, I'm more mainstream stuff. Loser. No. I don't, I don't, yeah. Um, yeah, so I want to eat your pancreas. Um also has an anime movie yeah. on you, as well as a live action. So we're going to be doing the live action. Yes, let me point this out. These are all live action. Live stuff. action. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like an anime, like a manga, and then we're doing an anime movie. No, with all live action adaptions. Yep. Um. So yeah, I want to eat pancreas adaption. Uh, pretty popular. My you heard my dad when he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, it's terrible. Actually, this is one of the better ones I've seen. Um, but. Real quick, it's about this guy who's in high school and meets this girl in his class, and they um, kind of start developing this interesting relationship. And then you find out that she is uh, sick, and so it's about mm. their relationship and going forward. And then my last one is 
something that I haven't seen, and I'm a little skeptic. It's one of my favorite mangas that I read, um, Bakuman. Okay. Um, so the manga is really great. It's just about how about a guy who wants to be this uh, mangaka, which is a basically someone who creates manga. Yeah. So it's about him developing as an artist and like his journey to be like this, tell this great manga story, and like he gets this co-writer artist whatever and they kind of developed this business super good story and then i found out there's a live action but i already know how <laughs> much these reputations is so i was like fuck that i'm gonna keep the good memories to myself <laughs> not anymore so i'm gonna take a risk here so but yeah so that's my three um we'll put we don't really have an order but we'll decide and then we'll put the order mm. of how we're gonna do it you want to do like one and one one and one yeah, and one yeah, and one um, your turn. Yeah, so my picks dun, dun, dun. Are, I don't know either. I'm going to be... Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot more um, mainstream for two of them. Um, one is called the uh, Roni Kenshin. <laughs> the very first one. Um, oh, yeah. How many are there? There's like a there's lot, isn't there? three, I think. Three. Three or four. Oh, like, they're coming out with more, I think. Jesus. But um, it's the very first one. Okay. And if you know the manga or the anime, you'll know that it's about this. Uh, it's about this swordsman mm. who, in the uh, I forget what period it was, but it was during the feudal era, mm. or like right after, right after when it turns into more of the. Uh, is this the Meiji era? I for, I'm not sure. Don't don't you know nope. take my word for it. But Fact checks. It's it's one. It's right after like the lords and samurais like that age kind of ends and like all these samurais kind of become either they work for the for the government or they kind of become these like wandering you know swordsmen Mm -hmm. and there's this guy during the you know the government times Mm -hmm. where he was rumored to be this legendary swordsman Mm -hmm. but then he kind of uh realizes like just how much people he killed and kind of He's, he walks this path of atonement gotcha. for his, you know, Wrongdoings. for his wrongdoing. <laughs> and it's a story about that. And, you know, the manga is really good. Um, you know, I watched, you know, I watched it when I was young and like it really has a lot of, I really have fond memories of it and kind of of that story. So watching the live, live action, surprisingly, it was it was actually not that bad. You know, it didn't butcher it too much. <laughs> so just one leg and a, and a, and a finger. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the first one. The second one is um, I haven't watched it, mm-hmm. but I've heard things about it, <laughs> and uh, not good things about it. Great. So we'll we'll see what happens. But um, I <laughs> very very famous manga, which recently came out more. Um, mm. Came out. Recently, um, which is spit it out, Lee. Spit it out. I'm gonna write my name on that notebook. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> it's no. Death Note. Okay, wait, hold on though. Are we talking about the Netflix one? Yes, the Netflix one. We gotta clear some things here, but are we because there's a lot of like American adaptations yeah. for it? So, are we gonna include that or just like the Asian ones? Because there is also an Asian Death Note. Which one do you want to do? Do you want to go the less painful or go the, the... Well, I wanted to keep it in line with 
It's for Japanese. Let's do yeah, Japanese Asian films. Can you? I, we did kind of blur lines with Wong Joon Ho here. Yeah. Like, you know? So let's do the Japanese one. All right. I think there's a couple, so you may have to. The very first one, whichever one's the very first one. I don't know either. So I don't know right. either, yeah. so we're going we're gonna to have to figure that one out. But it's the very first one. <laughs> the one with the, Just save the me earliest the... <laughs> uh, year. Got it. Yeah. 1990. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they haven't come out then, I don't think. All right. And then. Yeah. The last one. And in, in the last one, I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about. Um, one or the other. I had two in mind. But yeah, I had a, I had a rough. I had yeah. another one that I really wanted to put. But I want to do something that's a little bit different genre-wise. Mm. So um, it's a, it's a, a movie called Kids on the Slope. Ah, that sounds so familiar. And it's it's based on a, um, I think it, it is a manga, but it's mm-hmm. based on a manga about music and jazz music and stuff. I actually haven't watched the manga or anything, so I, I watched it with a very uh, open kind of mind. Sakamichi no Apron. Yeah, that's Japanese title. So. Yeah, no, I haven't seen this one either. Yeah, so those are my three. It's pretty recent too. It's 2018. So. It looks. I really wanted to put one that's called oh, My Love Story! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! It, it's. You look at the manga. I've never read the manga when he's in the movie, but the manga is like super sketchy looking, like oh. not funny. But the movie is hilarious. You watched it? I remember the movie being really funny. Oh. For it's a it's a stupid movie, but it's honestly really funny. Interesting. But yeah, so those are my three. Gotcha. And we'll go back and forth. Yeah, we'll go back and yeah. forth. So this one will be honestly. We went through those five kind of quick. Don't you think? The five? Yeah. I feel I mean, like it's five weeks. I guess, yeah. We've been doing it for five I weeks. I guess looking now. back, I'm like, damn, are we done? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could always talk more about it if you want. <laughs> well, uh, we'll find something. We'll, yeah. This will be an infinite. All right, yeah. So those are the that six. Um, do you have an idea what you want to do first? Like um, out of all those three, what, what would you want to just get out of the way with first? Well, I, I want to do one that's very diff like a tonal shift gotcha, from what, gotcha. what we've done so maybe um kids on the slope that's a very yeah, that's very that's very out yeah, yeah out of out. the left field so maybe um, that one i'll do uh my pick is bakuman okay that's first you want to rock paper scissors for who sure. comes first ready rock paper scissors says shoot no you gotta what are you doing rock, you get paper scissors, scissors says shoot. shoot that's one yeah. for oh, best best for two out of three okay rock paper scissors says shoot one for one. <laughs> wait, wait, man. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, say, shoot. God damn it. All right. Kids on the slope. Kids on the slope it is. And then a Bakuman for the second week. Sure. Did you want to do ba- Did you want to do Bakuman first? Uh, I just want to get out. Oh, okay. uh, no, but also because it is very different. I, I already know it's going to be different from what we do. And these yeah. are a little more on the sadder side. So it's just... Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be a very good change of pace. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll definitely launch that. Yeah, we did it. All right, so Thanks. thank you guys again. Catch you guys next week. Remember, kids on the slope. This has been the Boncast. This has been uh, getting past the subtitles. <laughs> See you guys.